Welcome to Once Removed. Welcome to Once Removed. Wow, way to steal my thunder there, Connor. <laughs> <A> little, <laughs> little sounds like the inner competition that Continue. might have been going on in the Beatles. Continue, Who knows? sir. Who knows? <laughs> Continue with you. Want to? You want to? <laughs> no, you introduce us. You want a subtle? I'll you back sure? up. You sure about I'll back that? away. I'll back away. Hit us. Hit me with the intro. Will you? Yes. <laughs> I thought we were still going. I thought that was all going to be part of it. No, that is part of it. This is going in. <laughs> this, oh, this cool. Okay. Going in. Yeah. There better be like an edit jump because yeah. now we're... So welcome to Once Removed. <laughs> uh, we're two cousins who do whatever and talk and... <laughs> welcome. <laughs> this is the most chaotic start we've ever had. <laughs> Vince can't even Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to my power hour. <laughs> Welcome, dear friends. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> what are we talking about today? <laughs> talking about today, uh, Vince? Today we're talking about everybody's favorite band. BTS? You know is, Connor? That would have made the cut if I listened to them. But if I, I if I knew a single BTS song. I actually know one. It's, um, I, I don't know, know the, any. I know. What's um, it called? Smooth like butter. Dum -ba -dum -ba -dum -ba no other. That's the only one I know. It's a, it's oh, kind yeah. of, actually, it's I fire. It's well. a little bit fire. We cannot hate on the BTS Army, dude. Is the song Army, called dude. Smooth Like Butter? Yeah, I think it's Is just it called, called Butter. Smooth like Butter. I think it's just Butter. Oh, just Butter. Just Butter. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a decent a, song. It's a banger. Man. It's a banger. No, but everyone's H favorite how'd band. How'd you like the Super Bowl halftime show? It was good. I thought it was, yeah. It was good? It didn't like, I wasn't like. Well, you know who wasn't at the Super Bowl halftime show? <laughs> Paul McCartney. The Beatles. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, the surviving members of the Beatles. They were not there. They weren't. <laughs> they were not present. Dang it. But That's what I needed. They, today they are present. I need Eminem to like be rapping, and then Paul McCartney comes out. <laughs> All you need is love. <laughs> and or when Ringo's Dr. Dre there, like, got out the piano. <laughs> I needed Paul Dr. to play that. Piano and started that the backing track, and then Paul McCartney just comes in and sings the chorus instead. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, today they are present in our hearts and minds. They are always, and they are present in our topic of conversation because today we're talking about the Beatles. Which, at least for me, speaking for myself, uh, they are my favorite band easily. Uh, not only are they like the best bands in terms of one of the best bands in terms of catalog of music and i think the single best but they're my favorite as well i enjoy listening to them so much connor i can't speak for you but 
they're probably up there for you as well. They are. They're up there. It's it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, they're the freaking Beatles. I love the Beatles. They're not. I wouldn't say favorite band, but if Beatles are on, I'm not turning it off. I'm gonna like. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? I'm not. I'm not yeah. even like. Oh, this is fine. I'm like, hell yeah, Beatles. I love the Beatles, but yeah. favorite band? No, wouldn't put them up there as favorite band. I get that, and I think that's probably probably a very fair thing to say. It's Vince almost like, like I get that. You're just wrong. You're just wrong. right. <laughs> I'm just beating around the bush here, Connor. I'm just trying to find a way out of this part of the conversation. Yeah, we're, I we've hit a in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> They are your favorite band. I'm letting you know that. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. My no, mistake. but just just so everybody knows, just so everybody knows, we actually recorded this episode already. But yeah, Connor, audio, Connor's audio must not have been recording. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. No, my computer literally <laughs> updated mid recording, and I clicked on my recording file, and it was like. Boop, all gone. As soon as I clicked on it, it, it just deleted it and it was gone and my computer updated and I lost it. So that was just unfortunate. Uh, so that we're going to have this conversation for a second time. And, and uh, now we're doing it on double speed. Now we're doing it on We're going to whip through this. We spent 10 minutes laughing at ourselves in the <laughs> at the beginning. We got to whip <laughs> through this, man. <laughs> It's like a Zoom lecture, but in real time. Okay. It's like a Zoom lecture, so, but not shitty. All right, Connor, what's your number one? All right, what's your quick take? All right, we're done. Um, <laughs> Connor, so just so everybody knows, the way we're thinking about this, similar to a couple of our other episodes here, we're doing a rank-off here. We're doing a rank-off with the Beatles albums, their mainline albums. So for, for everybody who's listening at home or anywhere, because you can listen anywhere, that's a plug for the podcast you're listening to right now. Um, <laughs> the 12 mainline Beatles albums that we're going to be discussing are all their main UK releases, uh, except for Yellow Submarine, which is mostly just a movie soundtrack with a lot of stuff from their producer, George Martin, and it's not yeah. even heavy on Beatles original material. So I don't like to count it as a Beatles album. I think Connor agreed with me. And yeah. We're doing it's, the main 12. It's a Beatles album, but like, come on. Yeah, it's going to be last place for everybody. So it's like, why even bother putting it in there? And it, not last yeah. place because it's like bad. It's just last place because it's, it's not the Beatles, really. I mean, there's like two original yeah. songs on it. Okay, so so just getting with it, getting right into it. Um, getting right in her. Connor, what are your four bottom Beatles albums? My four bottom Beatles album, 12, 11, 10, and 9. It's... In that order, it's Beatles for Sale, and then my controversial opinion, The White Album, then oh. Rubber Soul, then With the Beatles. I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that your Rubber Soul take is more controversial, at least for me. That stings when yeah. I hear you say that. No. But me putting White Album at the second worst is, uh, that's going to piss people off the most. But um, Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh, yeah. people off. Oh um, yeah, it is. Um, I have to preface this talking about Rubber Soul. Of the Beatles albums, there are a couple that I just haven't listened to as much as others. Like of course. And Rubber Soul is one of those where I haven't listened to it enough to truly appreciate it cuz you know, you can't 
on the first listen to an album, it's always like, okay, that was good. And then you listen again and you're like, yeah. oh, then you can really make an opinion. Like, so Rubber Soul, I just have not listened to enough. Ignore my Rubber Soul placement. Uh, because it, yeah, it's one of Vince's. It's one of Vince's faves. But um, I, I can't ignore it. Yeah. I know you can't ignore it. So we got to talk Beatles for sale. I'll just talk about my. Uh, wh- well, hit yeah, me wait, with yours. Let me like, hit me with let yours. Me, hit yeah, me with yours. let me uh, let me compare and contrast here because there's a couple overlaps. Um, yep. What What would you say your number nine was? My number nine is with the Beatles. With the Beatles. Okay. Well, that's my last place. That's my (gasps) last place. With the Beatles. I know. Controversial take. All the with the Beatles fans out there. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. The thing, I'll get to that in a sec. Okay. It's in my bottom four. I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. My number 11 is Beatles for sale. Okay. Your last place one. And then my number 10. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my number 10 is Magical Mystery Tour. And then number nine, slightly different than the first time we recorded this, I actually put the White Album. Ah, I got to you, didn't I? <laughs> I you got did. To you got you. to me the last time we talked about this. And you I'll re-listened to it. Sorry, fans like, of the White Album. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, fans of the White Album. Oh, we'll get to that. But um, okay. I guess that's Connor, the big one to talk, talk about. first. Yeah. You want to just, let's tackle it. Let's talk about the White Album. Why the is the White Album? album. First, All right, let's be let's real. Let's talk about what makes the White Album good. Let's yes. talk about that. Let's get that put out there. What what makes the White Album good for you? There are lots of things in this album that I I really do like. Like I I don't have all the discography completely memorized. I'm actually looking at the albums so I can remember all the songs and all the stuff in front of me. So I'm not don't think I'm like a genius who remembers all the songs. Um, I love Back in the USSR, actually. That's such a great song. There are so many great, like, songs in this. Uh, I'm Oblady Oblada, While My Guitar Gently Reaps, Reaps, Weeps, is arguably one of the best Beatles songs. <laughs> Blackbird, of course, uh, Helter Skelter. There are so many songs that are, like, very good. But, and, and so that's the best thing. There are great songs on this album. But the song is like two, the album is like two hours long. (laughs) It's long and there aren't that many good songs. (laughs) I feel like most of the album is filler, which I hate. I hate filler. Most of it is like, honey pie, pie," for a minute. And I'm like, what? What? I know you were on drugs, but really? I actually kind of like that one. All right. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I I hear what you're saying because, you know what? Maybe I'll amend the way that I think about this. I don't think about the White Album as a bunch of filler. I don't really think about it that way. What I the way I think about it, it's almost like a little bit of a painful kind of thing because. You're, you have the Beatles at the height of their creative potential. You know, they're coming off the heels of Sgt. Pepper and, yeah, Mitch, Magical Mystery Tour. But they have, you know, they have the studio they need. It's the four of them. And finally, all these outside pressures are starting to get to them. And they're all wanting to go in their own creative directions. And you can see it on this overblown 
album, which I, you know, we're kind of trashing on the White Album. It's still a like a foundational like album in music history that's done a lot. Yeah, like I'm so tired might be my favorite Beatles song. It's pretty up there. Ooh. While my guitar gently weeps, like some of the best Beatles songs are on this album mm-hmm. for sure. But the problem is, like as an album, at listening to it as a whole, I just can't enjoy it as much because it's going off in all these different directions. And it's a long listen. It's by far their longest album. I think it is yeah. like an hour and 35, hour and 40 minutes. And, yeah. And then especially like the final side, if you're thinking of records, like the D side of that second record, it's it's that one's not really good. I don't I don't want to listen to basically any of the songs on that side. And mm-hmm. I think it has their worst song ever, Revolution yep. 9, as oh, the yeah. ending one. And... <laughs> It's hard for me to look at that and go, ah, yeah, I just really want to listen to the White Album today. <laughs> Whereas if we're ranking <laughs> albums, if we're ranking albums, I think that's really important. Is, is it listenable as an yeah. album rather than, oh, let me pick my 10 favorite songs from this really large album and say, oh, the White Album's so good. Because I don't think that's the same thing. Yeah. No, absolutely. You're, you're totally right. It's... You really worded it perfectly. It that's it. I, I just don't. I I remember somebody told me when I was first starting to get into the Beatles, they were like, "Connor, you would love the White Album. It's it's that's because perfect for you." And I know now, anytime someone tells me, "Connor, you'd love this," I never do. I never do. It's a rule, mm. and mostly because I'm in the theater world and I'm like <laughs> a metalhead. So they're like, "It has electric guitar." It's for you. And I'm like, awesome. And I listen to it and I'm like, this is pure garbage, what you're showing me. <laughs> and I remember oh. so they, they were like, you need to listen to the White Album. Like, it's that's your gonna be your favorite album. And I was like, cool. And I listened to it. And I was like, uh no. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> it was far from my favorite uh, album. In fact, it was my eleventh favorite Beatles album. <laughs> Yeah, and I want to distinguish something here too. Is like I think you like it less than I do. I think there there definitely is that yeah. jump because for me in my head, the bottom three for me are sort of like low, mm-hmm. not low. They're all good albums. I think all twelve of these albums that we're talking about are like good. Yeah, uh, but I think there's an actual like jump from number ten, the Magical Mystery Tour for me, to White Album. Like I think there is like a jump in. Okay, I'll throw on the White Album and just have it playing in the background occasionally. More so, and then when it, when the song that I like comes on, I'll like stop working and just like listen to it. But um, to the album's credit, I think people have tried to say, okay, let's fit the White Album into one album. What if it had been just a single album? And I will say this: I've tried doing that challenge, and every single time, I cannot get it to fit because there's always one or two songs that I'd be leaving out that I genuinely just really really like. So mm. I think it is. It's if only for getting a couple extra songs that are just bangers, I think it is nice that we have this massive album. But it's nice in the sense that we now get to go back and pick out the songs we like and add them to our playlists, and less so in the sense that I yeah. want to listen to it. Yeah. Okay, what about those other what about those other albums? Let's talk <laughs> about Beatles for Sale and With the Beatles. Why why the divide for you between those two? Whereas for me, I could kind of switch them out on any given day of the week. I think of them very similarly. For context for people, since these are some of the lesser-known albums, With the Beatles was the Beatles' second released album. 
Um, it's the one where uh, George, John, and Paul are like lined up, and then Ringo's head is weirdly, awkwardly diagonal from them. Yeah, below, that's a if you know the <laughs> album cover I'm talking about. Where they're in <laughs> shadow. It's a very, very famous early. album cover. Very famous album. Very cover. famous album cover. Might be my favorite. No, not my favorite album. Just cover, the fact it, that it Ringo is, is like, down here, right? <laughs> it's just great. No, Ring- Ringo oh, sounds awesome. like this. That's Ringo. <laughs> Beatles um, for Sale comes two albums later. It's their fourth album. Yes. So one was 1963. The other one was 1964. Beatles for Sale, you can literally see it on the cover. They look so tired. They just yeah. look really, they really do. tired on that cover. It's like that, honestly, I think is their worst album cover just because you look at them, you're like, man, I kind of I kind of feel sad for these dudes. They don't look too happy right yeah, now. Yeah, they look awful. They really do not look good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I but, say Beatles okay, for Sale. Yeah, musically speaking. Beatles for Sale for me just has the least, it, it sticks with me the least. Like, yeah. in general, there's nothing where I'm like, that's bad. And there's nothing that's like, that's really good. So for me, it's so like, all right. Yeah, there's, there's that's an album. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> I don't know. I just. It really leaves no impression on me. And then with the Beatles, once again, I've listened to it more than Rubber Soul. So I've just learned to like it more than Rubber Soul. Ignore Rubber Soul in my ranking. Just ignore it. Uh, um, this is really tough. So I've just listened. Hearing those words <laughs> come out of your mouth. I've just listened to With the Beatles more, and it has stuck with me a little bit more. I don't think it's particularly amazing. Like, it's not like it's a good album. All the Beatles are good. All the Beatles albums are good, but it's like, meh, there's better. And I'm also yeah, not going to be yeah. like, you want to listen the- to the Beatles? Let's throw on with the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> you want to hear all I don't my know, loving? Yeah, anybody says that today. <laughs> it's funny because I think, I think like audience members at the time or like fans at the time when the Beatles started shifting into more experimental stuff, they'd be like, oh, darn it, I liked you when you, the way you used to play. I liked what you used to be. I feel like a lot of them are probably talking about their live performances and stuff. Yeah. But it's weird to think that fans were like, ah, oh, no, why don't you give us more Beatles for sale and with the Beatles rather than um, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Clubs, you know. Wow, yeah. I just butchered the name of Sergeant one Pep's of the Beatles' Lon- albums. Only, so. only Bart, only Sergeant Bart Pe- Club Smand. <laughs> Sergeant Pepsi's Lonely Barge. <laughs> um, I mean, um, I cannot believe that they didn't want that. And no, I, I just think it's it's interesting because time and decades have given listeners sort of a little bit more of a distaste for these albums in general. They're not bad though. It's fun. Uh, I think they're both. They both have the same issues of too many covers. Um, you feel the tiredness a little bit, maybe on both of them. And yeah. there's like a couple solid songs, and then it's kind of forgettable. But let's get into the other two songs that we have down here uh, for you. Well, actually, I guess you already covered Rebel, Rubber Soul. Yeah, we you already, co- we already covered all enough. of it. You you just need to talk about I'll, your last one. Magical Mystery Tour for me is uh, just for every, so everybody knows when I think of Magical Mystery Tour, I'm talking about the UK version, which even if it was the US version, it, it doesn't really matter. It'd still be sitting here for me. Um, in the UK, it's a shorter album and it had just originals and they're all very experimental and very fun. 
Uh, and in the U.S., they added, I think, four, maybe it was six, though, singles to it that had already been released. And they're all really good singles. Two of them especially, Penny Lane and, and uh, Strawberry Fields Forever, are amazing. Yeah. But it's hard for me to add those to the album's credit, really, in my mind. And I think it's just it's just a little bit more like, oh, this is a fun listen, but I can't really relate to the music as much. And it definitely feels very out there. So for me... I put this one a little lower just because I'm less likely to put it on because I I don't know. I just relate to it less than the other albums. I think it's it's still a perfectly fine album, but just in comparison to all the other stuff that I'd rather put on, I have to put it down below. Mm. Um, yeah, but Connor, let's hear your middle four. Let's hear let's hear that eight My through four. five for you. Eight I think this is when it starts picking up. Five. This is when it starts picking up, and this, this is, is when I start really liking like the albums. This is when I start like now. Except for eight. Uh, my yeah. eight is Magical Mystery Tour. It's Gotcha. Yeah, eight's Magical Mystery Tour. And then Let It Be, then Please Please Me, then Hard Day's Night. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I think a pretty solid, understandable middle section. <laughs> I'd <laughs> agree with you. Less controversial. Definitely less controversial. Um, people are going to hate both you and me, because I put it in my bottom four now. We're putting the white album down there, but we already talked about that expense extensively. Yeah, people hate us. Please already. don't hate us. Well, people hate us hate for us our quick takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what can we, what can we say? But uh, for me, those Pepsi's middle ones uh, are. That's wrong. Um, <laughs> my middle <laughs> number eight. Yeah, number eight is uh, please please me. Um, number seven is help. Six, I put Let It Be. And then five, our five is the same, A Hard Day's Night, which I really yep. do love that album. We have a, we have a very similar middle section. We really do. We really do. Let's talk about Please Please Me, which you put at, which where did you put it? You put I it at number it at six. six. Yeah. That's, why is it so high for you? What a kickoff. It's a great first album. You have to, I have to look at it as like, this is their first album. And it's fun. It's yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's like, it does, I like it more and I would listen to it more than, honestly, than the albums bef- under it, for sure. I'd listen to this more than mm. Hard Day's Night and Magical Mystery Tour. It's, ju- it's just a little more like, I don't know, it sticks with, it, it sticks with me. There's something about uh, this, I say that a lot, but like it sticks with me or it doesn't. When I keep thinking about an album, or I keep, it sticks with me. That's how I think of music. Uh, this one sticks with me more than others. Oh, sorry. I uh, totally I, get I that. Meant, I meant I would listen to Please Please Me over um, Let It Be. Sorry. Let It Be. Inst- yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Actually, those the are pretty even. I, I, could throw those, I could throw those on uh, uh, vice Either versa. way. Because my list, yeah. I accidentally, um, blah, 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 whatever. You definitely bobble, wobble. I accidentally bought rattle rattle rata. Oh, what a what a deep oh. cut. You remember Chowder, bro? <laughs> I honestly didn't watch Chowder. What? That's no, I saw it a couple times at your house, but I didn't really watch it. All um, right. Um it wasn't wasn't my shtick. But I flipped flopped please, please on my list. I flip flopped <laughs> a couple. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, you did in between then and now? I, yeah, no, for no, context. No, no. Please, uh, please, please, please. Wait, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, never just, mind. Uh, just go. Will we cut this? I don't know. If you're listening to this right now, then you are a true fan. 
<laughs> and we love fan. you. Love you. You rank Brian. number sixth on our best Beatles album listeners of all time. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, um, basically, please please me for me. I think is the one that I flipped around with uh, White Album in between the last time we recorded this and now. Yeah. Because I genuinely just love it. Like it is it is something where you just love that album. There's story behind it for a little more context for people who don't know. And if you don't know, you should look at it. There's a lot more videos and like research that's been done about the making of this album. It's very cool. They had come off playing a lot of nightclubs in Germany and came back to Liverpool and got the chance to record an album, but they had a 13-hour recording session. That's as, that's as long as they could use the studio, basically, for a day. And so within 13 hours, they recorded this album all the way through, very minimal number of takes, and it mm-hmm. ended in twist, their version of Twist and Shout, the cover, which John John's vocals, you can hear him losing his voice on that only take they did of that song. Yep. And it's awesome. The energy is palpable on that album. You feel like you're listening to one of their early live performances, and you can understand mm-hmm. why... Beatlemania kind of caught on because there's so much energy and even in the slow songs there's a real a real like uh, yeah energy is the right word that might be missing from with the Beatles or Beatles for Sale other early albums that could have been like that that just aren't because you can feel the hunger it's like oh my gosh this is our big break we gotta make an impact and they put it out there that being said the song Chains is terrible I really don't like that song, <laughs> and it's on the album. I don't know if they wrote it or if it's a cover. I didn't look into that. I don't really like thinking about that song very much. I always get to it and skip it, but I do listen to this album quite it's frequently. It's like the fourth song. I actually, it's like the fourth song? It's like the fourth song. Yeah. Vince starts the album and is like, nah. <laughs> it's the first song on the album? I no, didn't realize that. It's the fourth. It's oh, the fourth. I'm well, looking at it you know right now. when I skip. It just gets stuck in my head for like weeks if I listen to it once and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> Chains, my baby's got me locked up in jail and he ain't the... I don't know. Whatever. Honestly, very good album to listen to though. Super listenable. Yeah. And I think that's what made me want to put it above White Album is I feel like throwing this on because it's fun and I like playing it. And that's all there is to it. A lot of energy, a lot of fun. Nothing too deep. Nothing that uh, blows your mind. They go on to make much more interesting music, but this music's just yeah. fun. Absolutely. So what about uh, what a, what about Let It Be for you? I mean, you got it hovering down at number I seven. It. I got her hovering down there. Uh, I think Let, Let It, it Be, be obviously has. It is. I feel like people either really like Let It Be or they don't at all. And for me, it is. Hmm. Well, not necessarily. Both of us, it's in the middle. I like, actually, <laughs> it's not bad. I, got, I think I disagree with you on that. Oh, I think. <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> oh. I would think most people would put it in their middle. I don't actually know people who love "Let It Be" or hate it. I think most people. It's like a squarely middle album. I think. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. No, no, no. You're that make that makes perfect sense. Everyone who's listening to this. Send us an email. Where is your let it be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you can Once find one of our personal gmail.com. <laughs> we have an email, Connor. Oh, it's, God. it's received zero in the inbox, but there is an existing email for this podcast. There it's is. called onceremovepodcast at gmail.com. You can email that asking for advice, asking just questions, asking anything, and we'll answer it. 
Send us money. Send us money. Send us your Venmo. And we'll ask request a question about thousands Rigo of Star. dollars. <laughs> yeah, buy us okay, but, more um, recording equipment. I think I think Let It Be has <laughs> obviously. Um, I love. I really love Two of Us, which is interesting. I love Two of Us. Let It Be, obviously, is one Good of the song. best Beatles songs ever written. It's Let It Be. Uh, Long and Winding Road, A Get Back. It has some great songs. But all the other songs are like, meh, okay. Yeah, Dig a Pony, cool. No, across do not. <laughs> Dig a Pony is the best song on the album. Seriously, I'm not even <laughs> kidding. That's my favorite one on the album. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that song's oh, so good. So is your favorite Beatles song Maxwell Silver Hamill? Ham- Hamill? Mark Hamill? Ham- Mark, Mark, <laughs> Wells. <laughs> Mark Wells. Mark Silver Hamill. Silver Hamill. What did we eat today? Well, I, I don't like, know, man. Everything we're, we're saying is off. We, this is the most chaotic <laughs> episode ever. Oh, I love so it. So Aerosmith it's, it's somehow, is... I'm kidding. <laughs> Aeros- Wait, we've been talking about Aerosmith this whole time? What? Wait, Toys in the Attic. Ziggy Stardust <laughs> on your ranking. Um, <laughs> and my number uh, one yeah, yeah, song, yeah. Toys in the Attic. <laughs> I don't um, even know what that is, but I agree. That's an Aerosmith album. It's very good. Listen to it. See, um, I'm not a big Aerosmith fan. You can hear. Okay, what was your what was your other ones in the middle that we can talk about? I believe. Uh, I, I want to touch on Let It Be very very quickly because it is pertinent. Touch on it. Touch on her. I'm gonna touch on it. I'm just gonna touch on it briefly. Uh, Get Back came out, that massive eight-hour-long documentary series from Peter Jackson yep. on Disney+. Plus. I really loved it. You haven't seen it yet, but I think it's worth it. It's a really good time. It gave me extra love for Let It Be because it's about the Get Back sessions where they record a lot of these songs. Mm-hmm. But there's still the fact that Let It Be's original release came out like a year after the Beatles broke up, and Phil Spector, who's got problems of his own, is the producer who put it together and it's not a ba- it's not put together in a bad way by any means it's just a lot of orchestration over the top and it's supposed to be a pared down album and only until not until 2013 did we get the naked version of the album from Paul McCartney's behest kind of mm-hmm. and i think i like the naked version more but that's not what's being ranked here it's like the original release of in the UK and like when like when it came out like what are the Beatles albums and I think for me Let It Be is sort of really bittersweet to listen to because it, it, the band's already done by the time it comes out they're all releasing their own music and mm-hmm. it's just sort of like a sad send off but the music's still good dude Dig yeah. a Pony back off Dig a Pony man that song is amazing and I, I think like <laughs> I, I've been listening to this album a lot recently. It's the one I've been listening to the most recently, and it really is good, but I've been listening to the naked version, and so I can't really give that to the ah, album. So, not the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same, not the same. Not okay, the Connor. same. Why do both of us love A Hard Day's Night enough to put it at number five? Because number five on the best that's Beatles albums good. of all time, that's like that's pretty high. That's pretty high. It's a good band. Lots of music. What makes this album special? It's just great. It's great. <laughs> the album is <laughs> the just <end>. good. <laughs> Vince is better at wording <laughs> things than I am. <laughs> I just like Keep it. Going. Keep it's, going. <laughs> it's good. You can't buy me love. <laughs> yeah, I get that. 
<laughs> no, it's it's just it's fun. It's got the pep. It's got the energy while also maintaining that older Beatles sound. So it's not as experimental, but it's yeah. If you were like, oh, I want to listen to the old Beatles, I'd be like, all right, listen to a Hard Day's Night. That's yep, yep. the best of the oldest ones before they, they started really experimenting. And then, because there were like phases of the Beatles where they were just straightforward yeah. and then they started experimenting and then they really started experimenting and then, then they broke up and then. <laughs> and then they got back together. And then, and they then a couple of guys music. died. Oh, no. <laughs> and now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You've I your better completely wording. agree with you. Tell me about Hard Day's Night. It's good. <laughs> Just kidding. It's it's more than good. I love this album. It's the album that got me into the Beatles, actually. I didn't really listen to any vocal music at all. I was weird. I listened to just instrumental, like classical and jazz and stuff. Yeah, Vince and was then a weird for dude. whatever reason, I, yeah, weird dude, right? Whatever reason, I just started listening to this album because it came up somewhere. And it completely got me into like actual vocal music and classic rock. And now I don't understand why I didn't listen to that when yeah. I was like a preteen. So, but I, I just love it. I have a special attachment to it. But looking objectively at it, right, it's, it is by far the best early Beatles album. Mm-hmm. All original music. That's a huge one. No covers at the time. That's pretty big for an album to be all original. The energy from their first album, Please Please Me, is still totally there. Yep. Uh, it's not it's not uh, tired like Beatles for Sale and with the Beatles. It also, as their third album, it's coming right at the time Beatlemania is hitting, right? So they're getting really popular. There's literally a movie that goes along with this. I've seen yeah. clips and bits and pieces. It's supposed to be pretty good, but this is literally like a movie <laughs> soundtrack. That's so <laughs> sick. It's so cool. And yeah. some of the music, like, it's super listenable. Not even just listenable. Like, all the songs are actually just, like, good. I don't dislike any of the songs on here. Mm-hmm. And they are really good. Like, A Hard Day's Night, even though, it, yeah, these songs aren't very experimental, that opening chord is awesome. The music itself is actually getting, like, really good. I, I, I enjoy it. I, I defend this album. If anybody were to toss it aside and say, oh, it's mindless pop or whatever, you're mindless pop. Mindless pop. pop. You're mindless you're pop. You're RC Cola. You're Mr. Pib. That's mindless pop. No, you're Dr. Sorry to offend those brands. You're Dr. Electro. Because Mr. Pib, that's Pepsi's Dr. Pep, right? Or the other way around? No, you got to go I like. I shouldn't. I don't know what I'm getting into here. You got to be like Mr. Mountain. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like, you're like Mountain the Flavor. Kroger brand. You're Kroger <laughs> brand. <laughs> Mr. Pib. You're off-brand Mr. Pib. You're, you're off-brand Pib. Not even off-brand If you Pepper. hate this album... <laughs> Do- yes. <laughs> Dr. Pepper's Lonely Dark Pib's Band. <laughs> Dr. Pepper and oh, Mr. Awesome. Pib's Lonely Soda Pop Band. Oh, I've, been, tra- just, I've been trying to It's eat. just Sgt. Pepper, but some words are replaced with soda. <laughs> <laughs> I drank oh, a Coke today. Oh boy! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's an advertisement for Coke. Yeah, the Sergeant oh. Peppers is just an ad for soda. Oh, that's rough. okay. 
I think we should move yeah. into top two. Or not top two. Wait, no. Uh, the got, next two. I know. You're next just going to skip number so four and number three. <laughs> skip, skip four and three. No. Uh, should we, we do just four and three? Those. Yeah. And uh, you cool. guys are like, why are we skipping Vince's number seven? Help. Because you're definitely keeping along and like writing it on a piece of paper. Don't worry. We'll get to it. Okay? We'll get <laughs> Just, Just get, be patient. I haven't said help. So where is it? Is it my number one? We'll never know. Until right now. No, it's not. My it's number not four and three are help and revolver. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's help. <laughs> four and three is help My and revolver. Number. We'll get to how I feel about your number three in a second. Yes, we will. AKA not a fan of it being there. Uh, my number four and number three. My number four and number three are uh, Rubber Soul, which deserves to be in the top four. And mm-hmm. number three is Abbey Road. Which See, I know you're, not you're wrong. You're objectively <laughs> wrong. Like, I know we were kidding earlier. You were objectively wrong. Me and Vince have been bracing ourselves since recording this last time, ready to just be pissed at each other again. I like Help. We're just going to we're gonna breathe Let's right by Help. Help's a good Let's, album. Let me, I like Help. And I think yeah. the fact that Yesterday is on the album, because Yesterday might be my favorite Beatles song. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Those songs like that hit me different. I love that. And then Ticket to Ride is a banger and a half. Obviously, Help is good. I it just is. really like the album. I just really so like the good. album. Yeah, but I think here's the thing. He, the same breath. Oh, what's here's the thing? my what's the here's thing? my really quick thing. The jump between four and three is massive. The difference okay, between Help and Revolver jump. for me mm. is pretty pretty big jump. So okay. I think Revolver is like much better than Help, but oh, Help gotcha, gotcha. is better than the other ones. I just like Help more than the other How ones. Could you, maybe my leap, that jump for me between four and three isn't quite as big, but there definitely is a jump for me as well between those. Mm-hmm. The top three are genuinely just like all-time greatest yeah. albums of all time, yeah. and the other ones are just like really good albums. But I'll talk about Help and Rubber Soul in the same breath, sort of. They're both released 1965. They came out back to back. Helpless first, then Revol- uh, then Rubber Soul. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And the reason I like Rubber Soul way up here and helps a little bit more below is Help has more songs that I I'm not that big of a fan of. I also think that the fact that it still has covers this late into the Beatles um, development is a little bit odd, and I I don't think it belongs. It's sort of a step backwards, you know, after A Hard Day's Night, two albums prior. Uh, whereas Rubber Soul doesn't have those covers, the the lyrical content really picks up off of what Help was starting to do in not just writing love songs and starting to write about things that are very out there and interesting, like Norwegian Wood being about like an affair and not just like the romantic side of like, ooh, you're attracting me, sort of like the the emptiness of an affair or that the, all these different things that makes you think about that kind of stuff. It, it definitely probes that. Nowhere Man in my life is amazing. Uh, even I'm Looking Through You, which has a lot of musical mistakes. There have been tons of stuff about that. It's still a fun song. That whole album just f- slides by, and it influenced the Beach Boys to create Pet Sounds, more so Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys, to create yeah. Pet Sounds, which is my favorite album of all time. So I have to give Ooh. Rubber Soul credit where it's due, and uh, I really do love that album. It's I listen to it quite frequently. Help. Just a little, they're, they're really similar, but a little bit lower. Okay. Yes. To uh, to get into the meat and potatoes of this. Let's get into the we'll talk about our meat top three. and potatoes, bro. Let's get, 
let's talk before we'll have a whole big conversation about it, but tell me your top two, because I think it's becoming less of a yep. secret here where yep. we lie. What are your, our number two spoiler is the same. What's your yep. number two? Number two is Sergeant Peppy's Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. And then number one is Abbey road. Yes. Hmm. My number What's two yours, is Vince? What's yours? Sergeant Sergeant Pepe Le Pew's um, We can agree. Misadventures under Misadventures the Eiffel Tower of, of and Dr. Pepper. Yeah, Dr. Pepper's uh, Boston Tea Party band and uh, <laughs> and um, number one is Revolver, the best Beatles album that they've made, the best Beatles oh album of all time because they're Dude. not making more so. I think Okay, Sergeant Pepper. Let's let's just like give Sergeant Pepper a little bit of attention here before we yeah. go at it. Before we go at it. Why? Sarge- here. Before we go at it. Uh Sergeant Pepper's is my favorite Beatles album. And for this, I really had to look and go, okay, this is a list of our of the best. There's some like favorites and at the bottom and the middle it's like whatever, but I think objectively Abbey Road is the best Beatles album. It's like their magnum opus. It's so good. But Sgt. Pepper's is my favorite. I love Sgt. Pepper's. I don't think there's a single bad song in Sgt. Pepper's. And I think it possibly has the best, most of the best songs. Like, every song is super good. And A Day in the Life, you could argue is the best Beatles song ever written. That's way up there. Yeah. What a good song. Yeah. And then I, I just love it. It feels like it tells a story. Like it's, it's oddly moving. Like most albums obviously should move you, but for some reason this album feels like it's telling a story and the beats and the, and how it is, how each song is sung and the vibe of each one. So by the end, I feel like I just went on a, a journey so the day in the life yeah. weird ending pits where it's like, you remember that? Do you, do you know that part? That's yes, I do. I do know I what hate, you're talking about. I hate that that happens, but hey, it happens. So when that hits, it's like I'm you're like, coming out of the loopy dream. Uh huh. Maybe I can get out maybe. of the dream. But I or love Sgt. It means nothing. It's so good. It's the only Beatles album I listen to like very regularly. Yeah, I definitely hear you there. Sgt. Pepper's is so lovable. It's definitely got, like, lots and lots of songs on it that are all-time classics. And it's a, you know, albums aren't that long, really, so, like, you're thinking, okay, lots and lots of songs, does that mean the whole album? Pretty much, yes. Yeah, there are only a couple songs on the album that's like, oh, yeah, that's good, but I'm not going to rave about it. Lovely Rita, right? Like, okay. Yeah, good song, fine. That's probably the worst song in the album, which is saying something. Yeah, (laughs) it totally is saying something. Lovely Rita totally deserves to be on the album. It's good, it's fine. And if that's Mm -hmm. the worst one you've got, that's a pretty darn good album because the highs of Day in the Life and I, I mean, I love songs like Fixing a Hole and Getting Better. Those two are like my favorite on the album. I love that stretch. Uh, She's Leaving Home. When I'm I'm 64. It is... It's telling this story, I feel like, at an emotional level, like you're saying. feels sort of like you're growing up, or the protagonist, Billy Shears, is sort of yep. growing up. It's sort of, uh, sort of interesting to hear songs like, Oh, My Kid's Leaving Home, written by 
dudes in their late twenties mm-hmm. who, yeah, some of them, I think by then some of them definitely had children, but it yeah. is pretty crazy to hear them sing about that in a really deep way that's succinct. And then, Oh, when I'm 64, are you going to leave me? Are you going to take care of me? Are you in the house? Just stuff like that. That's, it's very mm-hmm. new, very fresh, very fun. I love it. There's not much. Yeah. Okay, there is one bad thing to say about Sgt. Pepper's, <coughs> and that no. is that two amazing songs, Penny Lane and Strawberry Fields Forever, were recorded in the same session as Sgt. Pepper's, but mm-hmm. they are not included on the album, and I think that's hurting the album a little bit because those songs just belong here, in my opinion. I yeah, fully they believe feel, they do. It feels like those fit perfectly in the vibe of Sgt. Pepper's, and they do because they were recorded at the same time for that album. Like, yeah. Uh, but you're, those al- I think those two songs would have made, possibly would have made Sgt. Pepper's like a perfect album. I agree. Whether or not they had to bump, you know, Lovely Rita off or something to put them on there, yeah. I don't know. Either way, I, I would have liked it. Complained. I don't think so either, but I do understand they're coming from because singles were extremely marketable at the time, and those two together make an insane A and B side single. I mean, it's perfectly paired to be a single. I think one of my, I I would say, one of the best singles in music history. So Mm. I understand it, but I'm still angry about it for no reason at all. (laughs) All right, Connor. Okay, let's get to the freaking meat and potatoes, eh? Yeah, except on your side, in your land, there's a potato famine because you're not getting the I'm right Irish? nutrition. Because I'm Irish? Because <laughs> I am targeting wow, you because you're Irish Wow, right Vince. Now. Wow, <laughs> you monster. I was just, I was just saying <laughs> you're not soon, getting enough dude. potassium because you don't think that Revolver's higher. So clearly, Dude, Revolver's up. number three. I feel like you think that I think it's bad. I think it's really freaking good. I just I'm don't the pot think here. it's as good. I know you're stirring the damn pot, Vince. I don't <laughs> think it's as good as Sgt. Pepper's or Abbey Road. I think it's very experimental, and there's some songs on there that are obviously like absolutely amazing. Um, uh, Eleanor Rigby is once again one of the best Beatles songs ever. But honestly, that's like the only big song on the album that's like, oh, that's the song. You know? Hmm. Like, you can't, oh, I can look at Abbey Road and think of, and probably list all of the songs. Every song is like, oh, yeah, that's a famous song. Oh, yeah, that's a really famous song. That's a fa- bam, famous, famous, famous. After famous, iconic, amazing songs. Revolver's got the one, bro. No way. It's got the one. What? Name the no, other one. Th- okay, that's actually kind of... Well, Yellow Submarine's really famous. Um, oh, I forgot about that's you. On, <laughs> that's on Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I will say this. But that's not enough, a good I song. Like, <laughs> it is a good song, okay? It gets hate. It's a... Perfectly good song. Actually, I'll give you this, though. Even though I like Revolver more than Abbey Road, I like Octopus's Garden, which is on uh, Abbey Road way more than Yellow Submarine. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Octopus Garden is a really good song, and people should realize It's better than Yellow Submarine. I wouldn't say really good. Like, whoa, really good song. It's a song. (laughs) What? I would. 
I actually really do like that song. I think it's really fun. All right. All yeah. right. That's how okay, I feel Vince, about talk it. About talk about Revolver. Talk about Revolver. I'll talk about Revolver. I'll talk about Revolver. I'll talk about it all day because it is the best Beatles album, and I'll tell you why. Every song flows so amazingly into the next one, even though thematically it doesn't really make much sense as to why. Like, anytime I hear Eleanor Rigby, which, if I stop and think about it, that is probably my favorite Beatles song. I love Eleanor Rigby so, so, so much. I cannot listen to it without wanting to hear I'm Only Sleeping, which is also another amazing Beatles song, after it. And I yeah. find that anytime I listen to any song on Revolver, my mind is automatically starting to hum the next song. There's something genius about that. I don't do that with any of the other Beatles albums. I really don't. Whereas with Revolver, I'm like missing something in my soul when that next song doesn't drop. There's something on a weirdly emotional level for me with this album in terms of just it working so, so well. And so, yeah, I'm giving it crap for not putting it higher, but a lot of why I love it is really just personal to me. I do understand it, but I'll, I'll still get mad at you mm -hmm. anyway. I, I just think like, I, I just think it's really <laughs> well put together. I think the B side here, it doesn't really have songs that people talk about a whole lot, but they're all good. Even my least, my least favorite song on the album is the, fi the finale is literally the last song on the album. Even though that's their most experimental, it's really well uh, plays, praised. It's called Tomorrow Never Knows, and it's, <laughs> it's out there. I, it's still an amazing song with lots going on. It's my least favorite just because there's nothing that's going to follow it, I think. And I, I just love listening to this as a whole. I, I think, too, mm. they follow Yellow Submarine with She Said, She Said. Did you, do you remember that? You know that song? This is a, th not off the top of my head. The most Kitty Beatles album, Beatles song of all time, Yellow Submarine, is followed by one of their darkest songs ever. <laughs> it goes Love Song, Here They're Everywhere, it, which is a really sweet love song, to Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Which, so it's like, okay, <laughs> get your significant other next to you. All right, now push them aside and grab your child. All right, now push them both aside and grab a bottle of whiskey because you're listening to She Said, She Said. <laughs> And she said, she said, I know what it's like to be dead. Plug your child's ears. They just listened to Yellow Submarine. Now get them out of the room. That is, that is cool. Get them out. There's something really cool about all three of those songs cool. just being back-to-back -back on an album. And uh, last thing I'll and say. And making it work. Last thing I say, which you know means I'm tempted to say more, but I'm trying to cut myself off for time's yep, sake. I know. Ah, God. I know. Revolver's good, man. It's good, okay? And I know. And, uh... I, I know you do, but uh, I'm just going to... Ah, ah. Vince is slyly final staring point, at me. My final Vince's point is... Ah, it's stare. good. It's good. Oh, wait. Yes. No, now I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now apart. he's got it. I'm falling apart over here. Reeling back in. Connor, Connor, um, tell me more about Abbey Road. I, I like it, too. Dude, I think Abbey, Abbey Road is just like the magnum opus, man. It's so good. It's so good. It, it's the end of the Beatles. It feels like, wasn't it the last? It is the last album the Beatles wrote. Like, yeah, I think they it, let, yeah. let it be. They wrote Let It Be earlier, but released it later than Abbey let me, Road. Let me amend that slightly so that to, to explain it a little bit yeah. more. In the get back uh, sessions that Vince they were recording, is a fanatic, so. 
yeah. in the get back sessions. A lot of this is just revealed by like the documentary though that just came out too. So they mm-hmm. they actually were developing a lot of the songs for both of those albums at the same time. So it really wasn't like, oh, we're developing all the songs for this album and then we developed that album, even though they were released that way. It was like a weird hodgepodge mix. But if you were to look at the songs and say, okay, which album was more complete first, it would be Let It Be, even though it was released like a year later. So Abbey Road effectively is the final album they put together. And I think it is the final album they recorded. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, it just feels like it's the perfect goodbye. It's the perfect ending, and it ends so beautifully, and it, it does. It's another one that takes you on the freaking journey. And I think it's the most famous album cover of all time for a reason, you know? I dare say name one album cover that is more famous than Abbey Road. Revolver. <laughs> 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 it's not right, it's not it's a good album you in this room. it's not <laughs> it's, it's not. not even close uh, it's i like it um, yeah, yeah yeah whatever i i just think abby Road. it's it's so good it's so magnificent and big and it is their goodbye and it feels so simple like it feels like a return back to form okay this is what it feels like the whole beatles album albums went on a journey and they started the basic like whatever please please me the the basic stuff and then they got experimental they started going on a journey and then they came back it feels like they're coming back home but now they have this knowledge and like a wise older person who just knows what they're doing and it's like yeah we're going back to form not because people want us to or, but we're just writing songs now. We're not doing something to be experimental. Yeah. We're not doing something for this. We're just writing what we feel and what we know now. And it just felt so right. Yeah. And yeah, man. Now, what? Why is it number three? Why is it number three for you, Vince? Tell me why. I, first of all, want to say I agree with everything you just said. I do think it's it's the perfect album for so they've learned. why is it number three? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, say it, I'll say it plainly. I'll say it plainly. I think it's a perfect goodbye, but I don't think my favorite album can be the goodbye. I'd rather listen to the perfect midpoint ball of energy, weird amalgamation they they go to the studio they don't have touring for the first time as a band and they just get to go ham and make revolver and they're still the beatles they still kind of have the haircuts going but now they're getting weird facial hair and and glasses and they're on all these drugs (laughs) and stuff and it's like the beatles are are going through puberty or something here and it's it's fun it's just like i love it and the did the whole album covers it okay off of revolver though onto abbey road I do love yeah. it. There's not much bad I can say about Abbey Road. Like, it's a really, really good album. And you're right. It is a perfect, damn near perfect goodbye for the Beatles. It does take everything they love, and it just feels right. And it's they're doing it because they love the music, you can tell. And yeah, there's still some disjointedness, and you can feel Paul's influence more than anyone, which I love because Paul's like my favorite Beatle, and I, mm-hmm. I like his style. And 
And I, I really love the B-side of, of Abbey Road. It's insane. It's like one flowing song. It's insane. It's so polished. But that's sort of, for me, why it's maybe not my favorite is because it's so perfectly polished and it's, it's a goodbye. And I think there's something to be said about the re-listenability. That's not a word, but being able to revisit something that's not like that and just makes you feel more of the creativity of the band, less so than, wow, they put a lot of work into this and here's this perfect album right in front of you. And, and I will knock um, Abbey Road for a couple things. I think the song She's So Heavy is too long. I really think it drags it's the album. It's like, should be cut in half. I think uh, Come mm-hmm. Together is the most overrated Beatles song ever. It's a perfectly fine <gasps> song, but it is not. Bum, bum, bum. People put it like, oh my gosh, it's one of the 10 best Beatles songs ever made. Back off. Put Dig a Pony in there before you put Come Together, for sure. Okay? <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. But I do. I mean, I love. This man and Dig a Pony. I'm digging Dig a Pony. It's good. You're digging it. Listen to it like 400 times on loop, and you'll understand what I mean. Okay, Connor? I see. Yeah. That's how you need to listen to No, music. no. <laughs> no, but I mean, Abbey Road's, <laughs> Abbey Road's great, man. It is great. It just, yeah. it's a personal preference that like the goodbye is not as fun to listen to as the ball of energy. I guess so. You're entitled to your opinion. You are not. Sorry, I meant you are. You are. You are. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Looks yeah. like we have an irreconcilable <clears throat> difference. But, yeah, we do. But to be yeah, honest, we, yeah. I'll still give you crap for it, but I, I totally understand why it's there for you. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like different priorities yeah. about it. I, I It sounds to me like the way you're thinking about it is like, that's the best. I mean, the fact that it is the most polished and a perfect goodbye means it's the best Beatles mm-hmm. album. But if uh, if yeah. we're talking like, if my personal list, fully personal, nothing else, just personal, Abbey Road would probably be third. You'd put if Revolver. Sergeant Pepper's too. would be first. I listen to Revolver more than I listen to Abbey Road, but. Hmm. I'm looking at it objectively gotcha. on this one, man. Gotcha. That's why I put Sergeant. It hurt me to put Sergeant Pepper at two. I wanted to put it at one. Huh. I had to put it at two for my own sake. Okay. And for the fact that I do genuinely think I have to look past personal bias and go, all right, which is the best? I get that. I get that. I'm, I think even thinking that way, though, an argument could Vince be Vince is seething. Vince is <laughs> no, seething. No, 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 no. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm hiding it very well. Um, I think You are. I think an argument could be made for any of these three being the best. I really do. I think these... Yeah, I, for I, sure. At least we agree, like, these are the three best. They're solid albums. And at least we agree, White Album isn't that good. Yeah, we're the same thing. We we're in the same place on the White Album, which is saying a lot because in Beatles fandom, well, that's their right. favorite album. So, and we love you. Lots of people love the Beatles, the White Album. We love you, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know how we feel. And I just want to say for people, if you haven't listened to the Beatles yet, if you hadn't haven't caught Beatlemania, and it's 2022 or whenever you're listening to this, and you still haven't caught it, 
go ahead and listen to those three albums. And I'd even throw in, if you want to hear early stuff, A Hard Day's Night, too. And just just try and just listen yeah. through the whole album. Literally give, give it a go, at least, if you haven't yet. And maybe it's not for you, but at least you'll walk away with a greater ap- appreciation of music history and some really foundational, amazing albums that have come out. And uh, you'll learn a little bit about history because these are four really important, impactful dudes in world history because they were so famous and they did a lot that impacted the world and the music industry. And so I think if you're interested in history Mm -hmm. at all, too, you should learn about them. Yeah, for sure. It, uh, it It is crazy that, like, musicians change the course of history and their lives you'll learn about in a history book. They're band members from the sixties. Like I learned about them. You learn about them in history class. It's just wild, but how famous these dudes were, how big they were and what they meant to the world. I mean, there are lots of things that you can like blame on the Beatles, uh, Music in general, you can blame on the Beatles. Like, what is music now? You can. What famous? What fame meant? You can now blame the Beatles because they were the first people that were like famous, famous. Not first, but they yeah. were like, man. They definitely reached the heights of it. It's crazy, sure. and I mean, yeah. And you can look historically. The killing of John Lennon is like a historical incident. Mm. Like, that's an incident you learn about in history. And, um, say, I mean, Helter Skelter, the whole incident, obviously it wasn't actually because of the song, but you learn about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's just so funny. And I love history. I'm, I'm a, I love history so much. And, um, I think that's a big reason why I like these guys. No, that's awesome. And why I like the Beatles. I, I yeah, that's that about sums it up. Vince for is me. like a supportive, like a supportive dad. That's awesome, buddy. Wow. 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 <laughs> Ka-chow. Wow. Ka-chow, man. Wow. No. Yeah, Paul McCartney. He's really. He's a, he's a nice swell. guy. <laughs> I, no, and I'm saying wow, awesome. You say I'm a swell guy, huh? How are you? That was good, man. You've seen those videos of the dudes. Thank you. They're like, oh, you have four different places love. in your mouth for each of the Beatles, and they're all British. Yeah, Simon, Simon Pegg doing like it. Gary Oldman or, or somebody. Like, man, yeah. that's pretty impressive. I don't think I can do it that way, but you said it perfectly, man. Yeah, it's where you, you put it perfectly. So here's Jordan for you. That was pretty nice. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Thank you. Thank I, you. I wanna, I'm gonna wrap it up and and move into quick takes, but you said it perfectly, Connor. Couldn't wrap her up in a little couldn't have, bow. Couldn't have said it any better. Beatles are history. <laughs> Why, thank you, my kind sir. You're so welcome. Wait, what? Wait. What time is it? It's what um, what? 11 11 what? Pacific. Oh, wait, quick takes. Oh, shoot. It's, it's 2 11. Quick takes, quick takes. Everybody loves a quick takes. It's quick takes with Connor and Vince. Yeah. What's your quick take, Vince? There's a quick take. We give you a quick take. We talk about quick takes. Vince, what's your quick take? My quick take today is the same quick take that uh, we talked about earlier when this uh, recording went defunct. But I believe 
that yeah. the Lehman Trilogy play that we were talking about earlier, if you heard our earlier episode, you may not be able mm-hmm. to see it. It may not be showing anymore, or it may not be accessible for you to go and watch that show. And we raved about it, and we said you should watch it. You can watch it online. But, okay, you can't get to see it. What else can you watch? What else can fill that void in your life? I say HBO's Succession is an absolutely amazing show that touches on the same themes that Lehman Trilogy tries to explore, or does explore, and I think it does it very effectively. It's super entertaining, got really great characters, really awful people in that show, just not good people, (laughs) and it feels a little all too real, but that's what's beautiful about it. It's an amazing show. I'd say there's not much, there's not too much to say with this quick take other than a simple show recommendation. Go watch Succession if you want to like your life. (laughs) (laughs) What a way to, what a way to sell it. Do you want to be happy? Watch Succession. That is one of the key ingredients. Connor, my question, but since it's a quick take, so we have to explore a little more of what we're saying. Is there anything that comes to your mind when you think, oh gosh, I recommended something, Lehman Trilogy, to people that they can't necessarily go see what is a good replacement for that? Is there anything mm-hmm. that comes to your mind in terms of something that's accessible for people? Not off the top of my head, no. At Lehman Trilogy was just it was something I'd never seen before. It was like I'm just trying to think of something like that because obviously it's historical, it's business, it's family, it's there's a lot to it. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I need a second. Um, don't know. Yeah. Really can't. Really can't tell you. No, I get that. Really it can't is, tell you. And I completely you. agree. Even though I'm raving about Succession, Lehman Trilogy is definitely its own thing. I just feel like I happened upon something pretty quickly yeah. after that touched a lot of those same chords and a lot of that business stuff. You know, it's a business mm-hmm. family drama. They're all vying for the dad's seat of power in this massive telecommunications company. And they have the most toxic family relationships ever. It's horrible, but it's so entertaining. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. What's what's your quick take, Connor? There's not too much else to say. I just wanted to plug that. Gotcha. My quick take is um, the album American Pie by Don McLean, is one of the most underrated, beautiful albums I've ever heard in my life. Mm. The album. So the, everyone, I feel like everyone knows that okay. the album. The album. Talking the whole shabangaroonie. The song, I feel like most people know that song. It's the eight-minute epic. In my mind, one of the best songs ever written. Some of the best lyrics ever written, hands down. If you ask me what's the best lyrics of all time, it's, it's that song. It's just amazing. And I was like, I really like this song. Let me check out the whole album. Like, try it out. And there are some songs in there that are... My new favorite song is, is Vincent by Don... It's Vincent. It's, it's about Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, I, I know. It. It's Go check it out. It's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. And it's so funny how he... Just every song, he takes you on this journey, and he's so poetic. 
and his voice is like haunting and it's not a perfect voice. In fact, it's like you kind of listen to it and you're like, well, it's not the best voice ever, but just the way he sings and how he says the words and what he's saying, I feel like any cover of the song doesn't work. Like there's a video of Ed Sheeran doing a cover of Vincent and I was like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, like it, it just doesn't work unless you're him. And every, literally every song is amazing. It's beautiful. I love it. Wow. Go, to, go listen to American Pie by Don McLean. So I good. Will. There's not, you see. It's not that long either. I think it's like oh, 30 minutes. Oh, that's great. No, I mean, yeah, you're, you're selling me yeah. on it, especially with a song with my name, my namesake there, Vincent Van Gogh. Exactly. I don't have too man. much to add to that, but I, I do think the Vincent Van Gogh angle is kind of interesting because there's a really solid movie out there for people who are interested in him called At Eternity's Gate with Willem Dafoe as Vincent Van Gogh. Have you seen that, Connor? Yeah. I started so it, good. but I had to stop it's, it. It's through. really ama- an amazing movie. Oscar Isaac plays uh, Paul Gauguin, I think, is the artist's name. Yeah, so those are the two main characters. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I, I don't really know. I just, I'm not a huge art guy, but I really like Vincent Van Gogh and I really like that, uh, that movie. And yeah, I think it's cool that there's a song about him from the guy who did American Pie. Yeah. I will also say this this might be a bold statement, and there are some sad songs out there, but Vincent might be the saddest song ever. Really? Made. More than Alone Again, naturally? It hands that, it makes. <laughs> That song is sad. Yeah. The no, the bridge of Vincent is like heart wrenching. Okay. It's beautiful. Listen to it. You'll know what I mean. It's up there with like Alone and Naturally, uh, Hallelujah, the Jeff Buckley version. It's up there. It's just powerful. And you listen to it and he starts singing and it doesn't feel very sad. Like the thing is the song itself doesn't sound that yeah. sad. Like you could sing anything else over it, and it, the, it does not invoke sadness. Hmm. The song, but what he's saying is like, man, it's so it's so good. Oh, interesting. So okay. good. I'm gonna listen to it as soon as I get off this. I'm okay. not even kidding. I will too. I will. I will listen to it. Uh, something to follow up with that is maybe the flip side of that. You're saying like the content of the lyrics is sad, so you have to stop and think about it to realize it's sad. Is what you're saying? Perhaps the opposite mm. is um, Facing Future, that album by Is. You know Is? Israel Kamakabibu Ole. No. He's the, um, the really famous Hawaiian musician yeah, who did uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So it's okay. the album gotcha. that that song was released on. That album slaps. I highly recommend listening to that one too because uh, I had never listened to it all the way through. I just really love that song. And... That whole album is packed full of songs that just hit you in a deep place in your gut with like a lot of sadness and feeling because of the way that guy sings. And I think that might be like the flip side. Like you don't have to like mm-hmm. think about the lyrics too much to get the sadness because he's conveying it with his words. Although there are a couple songs that do that. I, I just think that's interesting how to, I think both are like really effective methods for tapping into emotion. One is, one is purely like conveying it and how you present the song or whatever work of art. And then another one could just be you have to just logically like think about what that person's saying or trying to say 
And that's what connects you to the sadness. And it's almost like a surprise. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I feel like we've been talking for like yeah. two hours now. Yeah, uh, and I think we'll probably shave off the first 15 minutes of this thing, huh? We'll pr- <laughs> it's like a beard stubble. Yeah, we, we might. We'll, we'll probably cut it off here, too. We might yeah, cut off this we gotta, a little bit as well, I think. Like, there's like a... We'll see. We'll see. Well, folks. All right, lead us out, Vince. Folks, you've been listening to... What a trip. What, can I just say what a trip you've been listening to? What? What a, what a journey we've been on this What episode. a time to be alive. <laughs> smell the air. Go and smell the roses. Travelocity. We are not sponsored Brilliant. by any Travelocity gnomes. <laughs> Goodbye.